110 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back, everybody, to Buckeye Bar Guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Today's day is uh, Thursday, uh, April the 14th, and we are just now slightly over... 48 hours, maybe under 48, probably yeah, under 48 under. hours till the, the spring game. So a little bit over a day. Um, so it's a big spring game pre edition that uh, we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, got a few stories uh, prior to that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're going to start off with uh, some sad news that uh, obviously everybody knows about that happened this weekend. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the passing of Dwayne Haskins. It was a, uh, it was an emotional Saturday. That was like a very, it was like a ton of bricks just hit you in the face. Uh, yeah. You're the one that saw it first. And I'm just like, I'm like, there's no way in hell. And then, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like such like an unexpected thing. And you just don't know how to kind of deal with it at first. And then it just kind of starts seeping in and it's just really sad story. You know, obviously, you know, I really only know obviously of Dwayne through being a Buckeye fan, but when you start reading all the different stories and stuff about him, I mean, just, he was a genuine kid and, uh, you know, seemed like he loved everybody always was very, I mean, a lot of the reporters, you know, chimed in about just how nice he was and friendly and always had a big smile on his face. And, you know, you always, we got some of that as, you know, just being Buckeye fans, but there was a lot, a lot of other stuff that I got, you know, from behind the scenes that, uh, that the players, a lot of his teammates and the coaches talked about that, you know, it just, it was a bummer. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it kind of like speaks volumes to the, you know, the brotherhood. And I know everybody thinks we're just the craziest, you know, fans that are out there. And yeah, I mean, there is some truth to that, but I, I can tell you, I mean, that's just like, I I care about these kids also. I mean, I'm just like, you know, I, I love the Buckeyes, but I want them to succeed as people as well. And when I read that, like that was like just a ton of bricks hitting me. And I mean, I just, I, I didn't know what to say at first. It was just, it was a horrible feeling. And the kid, you know, he's turning 25 next month. And that, I think that was the hardest part, you know, thinking about like he's 24, he had his whole life to live in front of him. And people can talk about, you know, whatever mistakes he might've made, which I think to record what he went to a strip club during COVID. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and that it's like, hell, I mean, if I didn't have, you know, all these years to make up for what I had done before 24, then yeah. I mean, it would, you know, it, it, I know, it's not I the best, it's guys. not the best outlook. So I just, I yeah. mean, the poor kid, you know, he had his whole life and, his parents, you know, they got to bury a 24 year old. So it's just, it's such a shame. Like on some of that stuff. And I mean, I'm not going to dwell on that because obviously there's a lot with the Adam Schefter, how it was <laughs> reported, but you know, it was very insensitive. The Buckeye fans all made their, their points across and I, a lot of other fans too. And, you know, he did take it back. Uh, you know, he did delete it and he apologized for it a couple of days later, but he apologized for it. So I think that, you know, the best thing you can do is just, you know, kind of, he made his apologies, you know, forgiveness has to be kind of a big thing. And, you know, you know, 
just let it go at that point. Um, but some of the, just some people like the one thing I always hate when they people, I mean, I understand these kids are in the spotlight. These young adults are in the spotlight, right? Like I would really love to see that some of this, I mean, I know some of the stuff I did from 24 and prior to 24. I mean, you know, I mean, even a little bit after 24, I mean, especially, you know, I mean, you know, it seems like it's us guys, you know, we're the one, you know, there's always a reputation. It takes us a, takes us a little minute longer to mature. I mean, not necessarily untrue. So, you know, it happens. And so I would like to just, I don't, I, I don't like when I see people on Twitter kind of bashing people for different things. And it's like, man, I'd love to, I would just love to see a little peek into some of the stuff you got into at that age. And, you know, you know, right. Come on, man. And you can, you can say all you want. Oh, he's 18. He's an adult. Like, no, he's a kid, man. And that, that sucks. I mean, that, that sucks to lose someone that young that had their whole lives in front of them. And, you know, and whether or not he ever became, you know, a QB one again or anything like that, the guy made it to the NFL and to talk down, like on that accomplishment, I just think that's kind of like the wildest thing. Like, you know, there's 30, there's 32 people that start for an NFL team. He was one of them at a time. Like he, he had made it. He was a first round draft pick. I mean, the guy threw for close to 5,000 yards in one season in college, 50 touchdowns. I think he should have won the Heisman. I I mean, and that's not, that's not bias. I saw those guys play. I, I think he should have won the Heisman trophy that year. There's a, like a lot of the stuff with, um, you're right. The 32 teams, 32 guys. I'm a Browns fan. There's a, there's a lot of guys in the since 1999, there's much more on the other end of it than, you know, there's guys that there's a couple good ones that I think Mm -hmm. were legit starters that the Browns screwed over. Uh, there's a lot more guys on the other side of it that I feel like, man, these are journeyman back baps and I'm nothing against them. They're in playing in the NFL, but you know, Dwayne Haskins is better than all those guys. Right, and exactly. I would have loved to have a guy like Dwayne Haskins, you know, as the quarterback of the Browns at different points in the, the last, uh, since 99, when, uh, you know, just some of the, the debacles that we've had at quarterback. So it's, it's, it's as BS when you read some of that stuff, but, uh, you know, it, and let's face it, no one, I mean, it's a dumpster fire organization too. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. it was big Ben's last year. Who knows? He might've got a real shot to be the Steelers starting quarterback and could have done something great, but yeah, that is what it as, is for as much, uh, you know, crap that came out on some of the media and then some of the, the guys defending the media member for making the comments that he makes by like, you know, and as much as I dislike the Steelers as a football team, you know, they do have a, you know, their, their organization is a pretty class organization. And, you know, there was nice to see what Tomlin wrote. I mean, it was nice to see what Roethlisberger wrote. I mean, yeah. he's been around the, he's been around with Haskins for what half a season, you know, not even a full season, right. Or was it a full no, season? No, he, was, he was there for a full year. Yeah. He was there okay, for so, preseason games. The things he said about him, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, all he had to do was just come out and been like, you know, sorry for your passing and, you know, you know, sorry to your family and stuff like that. He didn't have to write that big tweet that he wrote that, uh, you know, how hard he came in and worked and, you know, so, I mean, in what Tomlin wrote, I mean, none of those guys had to do something like that. You know, they choose to do it and you can tell that he, his personality rubbed off on a lot of those guys. I think that, uh, I think that a lot of the personality we've heard about over the last, uh, you know, almost a week now that, uh, 
it kind of uh, you could tell a lot of the people in the league loved him and oh, really yeah. liked him. And I, I mean, so yeah, very sad. And it's just yeah, hard day, hard day to you know when that when it happened, uh, you know, and then kind of in the way it happened, you know, I mean. I'm not going to speculate, you know, who was in his car with him and what happened, why he was crossing the road. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, he got hit by a, you know, he gets hit by a, a dump truck. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that's pretty clear. And, you know, and people crossing the highway. I mean, that happens every day in this country. You know, somebody, you know, there's always those freak accidents. Somebody gets killed on the highway being outside of their car. And I, I don't think people realize, you know, I've been, you know, I've had a car break down on the highway. I've been outside my car. I don't think people realize at times how fast cars are going and, you know, 70 miles per hour can make up a distance a lot faster than what you give it credit for. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, don't try to do that. If you're on the highway, don't try to cross it uh, because, you know, more times than not, bad things happen. Yeah. And, you know, we'll just remember the good. Um, I mean, that 2018 season, that was magical for Dwayne. I was thinking like, I was trying to think like, what was my favorite performance of his that year? Cause there's so many, especially at the end of the year, but the Maryland game just really, to me, that was something that was just special. That was like his, I won't like never say die game. I mean, Maryland, Maryland should have beat Ohio state that day. And Dwayne for a guy that didn't run, he had three rushing touchdowns. He threw for a ton of yards on them. He put it all on his shoulder that game. Yeah. You're right. Maryland should have actually beat us that day. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was, I mean, you talk about some of the bad defenses we've had over the last couple of years. I mean, that day sticks out like a sore thumb at times when you think about it. I mean, that's definitely up there for me. To me, also, I mean, it's just the Michigan game that was like oh, what six touchdowns. Everybody all said how everybody said how that Michigan team was going to get us, and you know, and he was just so impressive that game, and they just dominated them. I mean, Don Brown's defense looked so slow in that game. I mean. <laughs> Unfortunately, it felt like a little bit of this year. Yeah. <laughs> On the opposite side. But uh no, I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's just that they weren't ready to um they weren't ready to go up against Ohio State's offense. And Dwayne was just just unbelievable that game. So yeah, that game definitely missed that game. And that he was so good and you know. Yeah. And and I know it has a lot to do with Ryan Day, but realistically, Dwayne Haskins was kind of like the blueprint for the quarterback of what we're getting now coming into Ohio state. I mean, this is, he is the reason that four and fives are out of state kids want to come here and be quarterback. And it has a lot to do with Ryan day because yeah. they saw from what Dwayne was doing, what, what day Dwayne did. I mean, them. he had to showcase it. I right. Mean, Justin Fields talks about it. I mean, Justin Fields, I mean, <laughs> Dwayne's leaving. Like he doesn't have to, right. He doesn't have to open up, you know, and what the crazy thing is Dwayne played with all those kids that Dwayne was like the, you know, he was quarterbacking with all those kids. So mm-hmm. he knew what they were and stuff. And, you know, obviously he, I, I think he, he gets it. Uh, Justin Fields is a once in a lifetime type quarterback and he wants him to go to Ohio state. He wants him to be his replacement. And, you know, he opened up wide arms, wide open arms with them. He took him to, I mean, we, we remember him and those two and Meyer are all sitting with each other at the basketball game. Right. And, uh, I mean, and then Justin Fields talks about that, you know, he still checked on up on me after that. And it's, so it's like, I just think that's obviously the type of kid Dwayne was. I mean, he said when he was what seven years old, eight years old, that he's going to play for Ohio state. That's when Jim Trestle's the head coach there. 
I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, how many kids that from Maryland, I mean, I'm not talking about, this is a kid that grew out upside up outside of Columbus. That's an Ohio state fan right. his whole life. And you know, this is a kid that's not in state. I mean, yeah. Okay. He likes Ohio state when he's seven, but that doesn't mean anything when he's 18 and you know, he's still there. <laughs> he still wants to go to, that was still his dream school. Right. And that's why I just think like, you know, when you look back at it, these four and five star kids all over the country, high four star kids that, you know, are coming in as quarterbacks to Ohio state and they're not, they're not Ohio kids. I mean, I think it's like, you got to give a huge, like a huge bit of the credit to Dwayne Haskins for that. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we're going to move on from this, uh, you know, rest in peace, Dwayne. Uh, you know, it's sad that uh, we're not going to get to see him anymore. Um, but, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, hope, pray for the best for his family and stuff that, uh, you know, they're able to get through these trying times and, uh, just to Buckeye fans, just, you know, you know, like you said a little bit earlier, we get a lot of our crap from, you know, some of the negative stuff within the program, but you know, it's, uh, you know, they, these, these fans love their, their, their Buckeyes. Like, you know, they're like, kind of like weird to say it. They're like, they're kind of like family members of their own and, you know, and there's truth to that. So, you know, you know, so I, I wish the best for Dwayne's family is uh they get is they uh is they go through the grieving process. Um, you know, it's can't be easy, you know, no. twenty four years. Somebody with his his NFL life might have only lasted a few more years, but he literally had his whole life in front of him and it's just, you know, cut down in such a just such an accidental tragedy. So mm-hmm. very upsetting. Um but you know, so like I said, hope the best for him. Yeah. Um, all right. So to move on uh, to, you know, more positive news that, uh, you know, we did hard after that, but, you know, we did get a commitment this week uh, from a running back in the, for the 23 class, um, you know, Mark Fletcher out of uh, Florida. Um, you know, so, you know, I mean, big kid, 225 already. I mean, Plus, I mean, I, I hear, plus I watched a little bit and then kind of reading some of the recruiting guys, uh, just how kind of explosive he is already and stuff. And it sounds like, you know, there's some comparisons, some comparisons in there to Trey, you know, just maybe a little bit, you know, a bigger version of him that, you know, well, I heard Carlos Hyde was what and I, I heard Hyde too. Uh, you know, I did read somebody say Trey and then I saw somebody. I think it was, uh, somebody on scoop, but I don't, it might be wrong, but I think that's what it was that. It was the good versions of Hyde, you know, the the Ohio State guy Hyde going into the NFL, not the the Fort Union Hyde. Um, yeah. But so you know, hey, you know, I mean, kids coming out of high school, you know, you you like to hear that they're maybe a little bit more progressing because you got to figure now a couple years of college under their belt and they could be all world. Um, obviously, we're going after. You know, there's a couple of other big name running backs we're going after. And it seems like, you know, we're still in good position with uh with Young. But if this kid ends up being the only back in the class, you know, we've had some we've had a pretty good stretch here of recruiting high school running backs. So, you know, that's uh just another kid in the in the chamber there in the running back room. So Tony Offord is uh considering that he's a family, you know, you know, family issues away from uh bring in and be John Robinson too. So like, right. You know. I know it's just crazy to think about. And I mean, 
your consolation prize at the end of all that was Mayan Williams. But, you know, people, you talked about how much he struck out, but you got to remember how close he was to landing, you know, Bijan and Kendall Milton in that cycle. It was like, he honestly, you know, <laughs> like three out of four years, I mean, he was in position to land like two of the top 10 running backs in each of those, you know, classes. Yeah. And I and I realize he didn't end up doing it because he got, you know, Mayan, he got Dallin Hayden last cycle. But you're which they're they're both fine. I'm not yeah, complaining about upsides. them whatsoever. I mean, there is a lot of upsides with Hayden and you know that uh I mean I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. But you know, prior, I mean kind of crazy to say you don't get Trey Henderson. I mean, prior's uh, you know, that's a pretty good running back to pull into your class. And especially if you think about it, he was always getting two kids last year. I mean, well, you know. Are 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 the the fan, the rivals up north? You know, as much as they don't want to listen to it, if uh, prior and Trey, if one of the, if there's another spot open, yeah. you know, Edwards is coming to Ohio State. That, I mean, all everything pointed that it was going to be him and Trey that were coming to Ohio State, but then Pryor said, "I want to go there," and they said he's an you know he was an absolute take. You can't, you couldn't, was, you couldn't say no to the kid. And it was smart on Pryor's position. You know, he knew that those were he was competing. He knew one of the other two were coming in, but he's like, Hey, I'm going to take a spot now. And then, you know, whoever comes in, I'll compete with them. And you know, it's a good spot. Cause you know, prior, you know, you, you hear a lot that he's built up a lot of weight and he's looking really good. You know, he, he has some complimentary skill sets to Trey Henderson and to mm-hmm. my to where, you know, if you need a little bit of a speed guy in there that can do a couple different things, well, he's kind of your guy. And so, I mean, it was a smart move on his part to do what he is. Um, I like this Fletcher. Um, and like I said, if we end up getting young, um, you know, great. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's two top. I mean, that's right. basically the best running back with another top 10 running back in the, in there with you. But if we don't, this kid could do unbelievable things in Columbus because I mean, he's going to be big. He sounds like he's gonna be fast, uh, you know, and he's going to work in this offense. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, a good, big pickup for Ohio state. Yeah. Uh, Especially where, you know, we might get a couple more kids this weekend. Uh, it's a nice start off to the week. You, uh, you love hearing that. <laughs> so um, definitely uh, as we move in, anything else you want to throw on about Fletcher? No, no. I mean, I, I could go on, give Tony Alford. Uh, I, I could give a glowing, uh, you know, adoration for him for a while, but now I'll, I'll leave it be. Cause I don't, I don't want to get too sidetracked on that. Tony does a, Tony does a great job. I personally was a little hard on him that 2020 season. And now looking back at it, just talking, I mean, you know, JK Dobbins, um, he, I mean, he got Sneed who of course he didn't work out master Teague. I think was one of the greatest, you know, reach for a three-star, whatever it was. Cause master T, I mean, I think that was all just kind of injury related because we know what master Teague was, uh, you know, he got sermon to come over here. It's Mayan, of course. And sometimes when, yeah, when you find those guys, those like, uh, the needles in the haystack runner, if they hit, they hit and I'm fine with it. And, you know, people can complain that they're not five stars and stuff like that. But, uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, if you, people get re-ranked and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, you could re-recruit somebody, there's be a lot of universities that'd be really hardcore after Mayan right now. And oh, hell uh, yeah. after, yeah. So like, you know, 
he saw something that, you know, this kid's a take and he should be at Ohio state uh, to go in and try to, I mean, who he was, what was it Iowa state. state, Iowa state, Iowa state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, to go get a flip out of him when it'd been like, yeah, we can't let that kid go to Iowa state. He right. Needs to, he's good enough to be playing for the Buckeyes and you know, so yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Tony Alford's done fine and you know, and he's one of my favorite interviews on the team. Oh, too, yeah. He's, so. he's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So, um, all right. So spring game, we got the spring game coming up on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to this one. <laughs> this is going to be a I, good one, man. I am very like, excited. I really, like uh, I'm been really looking forward to the defense playing, but then like on top of everything you're hearing is just about the defenses. Like the, the offense is saying they're throwing weird things at them that they've never seen before. You know, their uh, Knowles comes out. He's in the coaching clinic tonight. He's talking about uh, how he was surprised they were get, able to get as much installed as they were. So I mean, like everything you're reading, like in between the lines, it's like they're ahead of scheduling. Well, there, there's a there's a picture. There's a still shot of practice, Mike, where Jack Sawyer is standing behind the line. So I've, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it sounds like they're ahead of where they're supposed to be. That they're kind of surprising everyone. So, I mean, I know Bobby had a couple glowing things to say about, um, I mean, guys, I mean, a lot of, I've heard it from a couple other Buckeye players too, and they're allowed in at practices. They're allowed to see more practices than the media is allowed to see. Right. Yeah. But even with that, the media has seen a lot more practices. It seems like this year than they've seen in years past. And so it's just seems like, you know, and now you, they came out today and said, you know, they're, they're going to go, it's tackle. (laughs) Well, and it's more of a, like, game structure too they said it's going to be anywhere from 10 to 12 minutes for the first three quarters but there's going to be ball stoppages for that i mean this it's this is going to be one of the most i think interesting spring games we're going to see in a while yeah well hey you know i don't know if that means they're, they're going to run more it might still be you know a passing exhibition yeah, but I, i'm fine with it i mean like you know as long as they're not hitting stroud you know i'm fine with everything right now yeah tackle and, you know, I mean, you can get guys like JSN in there. He can do a couple snaps and then, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, it's not, I don't need to see Jackson Smith. I mean, I want right. to see the other receivers anyway. So, uh, you know, it's not spring games aren't for guys like that. I mean, all the spring practices leading up to the spring game was for him. Right. And so, you know, and some, so some of these guys, yeah, let's get them out. Let's let them have, you know, get out there, get the fans there, uh, you know, let the fans see them and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't need to see a bunch of them. I mean, I don't need to see a bunch of, I mean, I want to see them play, but I, if they go to with the, the freshman and uh, McCord for most of the game, Hey, okay. Yeah. Let's battle it out. <laughs> Let's, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't need to see this. Uh, yeah. I you know, Stroud doesn't have to play more than a couple series. If that. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, Let's kind of break down offense defense here first. So we'll start with the offense. Cause I just think, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of, it seems like the the defense is just a little bit more exciting right now, just because there's there's just a higher ceiling on the defense. Well, right and it's new. It's it's a new you thing. You want to you want to see improvement. I mean, it's you know, Christmas morning. You get the you get that awesome whatever, and you're well, gonna love that. Hold on, the Ohio State offense is not a pair of socks, Mike. I'm not talking about <laughs> socks. I'm talking about like, you know, sometimes. You, that second best gift. You love that second best gift. It's not the new PlayStation five or whatever that, you know, the, that's the unknown. 
<laughs> well, I love I love when I get socks for Christmas. Oh, we're adults. That's different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We would have freaked out if we were kids. If that was that, that's why that stuff gets opened at the end. Yes. Unless they got unless the parents got the one real big surprise present that then you open up the socks and that's all oh, we got one more gift hiding in the back. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, not to get off topic there. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Ohio State offense. I know what I'm getting out of the Ohio State. Offense. Yeah, that's true. And I want to see I want if the defense can actually, you know, even though it's gonna be kind of a vanilla game, if the defense can do some stuff that you know, makes the offense looks like they're off track a little bit. I'm going to take that because I know the offense is going to be hundred percent ready to go come season. And that if the defense is just getting better and better and better and they're ahead of schedule, that's scary for a lot of big 10 teams next year, but offense, let's uh, kind of talk about the offense. So okay. kind of like, what are you like probably most excited to see? I would say out of just everything on offense, just if you had to pick one thing, What's the one thing you really, really want to see? Uh, I, w- I mean, I want to see the offensive tackles, how they do stop against the pass rush. I think that's kind of the most important thing to me right now, because, you know, I mean, you just, you got a bunch of five-star defensive ends over there. We know what, you know, JTT is Harrison. You, you, I mean, that kid's a freak of nature. Um, Jack Sawyer's roaming around out there. So I really, you know, what Paris and Dwan can do to negate their rush, that that'll be big for me. Um, I don't. I mean, it's always so hard to because you don't know what you're going to get in a spring game like that. So I guess I mean, if they're doing like if the defense, and I'm sure the defense is going to be pretty vanilla anyways, but if they're going to throw some different stuff out there, I want to see kind of how uh, you know C.J. Stroud and the quarterbacks how they can react to a different, you know, a different look post snap than what they thought that they were going to be getting. So I, I mean, I'm yeah. interested in that, but for me, it's definitely in that the matchup against the defensive ends with the offensive tackles. I think that's kind of like the biggest one, right? Now. Yeah. I like what uh, you said about the quarterback there. So yeah, I think we'll see a vanilla defense, but when the kind of the vanilla defense, what I think we're going to see is I don't think we're going to see a lot of defensive line stunts. I don't think we're going to see blitzes, yeah. but what I think we will see is I think we'll see some coverages where, you know, they might show Stroud something and then go into something else post snap. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, I mean, you got to do this stuff, even that that's your base defense. So even if it is vanilla, you got to practice, you know, in game type situations. And I think what you're going to do the defensive line. They might not be stunning, but he's going to let them go and, you know, mm-hmm. go at them. So I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how Stroud does with all that stuff. I, I don't know how, I mean, I, I think we both agree that they're probably not going to run too much, but they might. And so I think I'm the opposite of you on the offensive line. I want to see what the middle looks like. I'm, okay. I'm really anxious. You know, I, I read, uh, you know, Fry was talking at that coach's clinic tonight about how he does, you know, where he really thinks he's going to be, they're going to be able to get the, their, his whole offensive line is about getting the guards off their initial blocks and getting them up to the linebackers. So I want to see that. I love hearing that. that. I mean, that is definitely an emphasis that, you know, we just couldn't do last year. And that was, you know, there was some things wrong with the running game last year in different spots. And that was one of them. And it was, you know, not being able to get up to the next level, you know, getting off that initial block and then getting up to the linebackers. So if, that is a point of emphasis this year. I want to see it because I, I, 
yeah, we're hearing all this great stuff about Donovan Jackson and, uh, you know, we know Matt Jones can move. We've seen him, you know, play. Yeah, and absolutely. so I want to see if those guys can get up to the next level and that can spring my, and it can spring Trey it can spring prior. You know, I want to see all that because, you know, if they get that running game clicking first, I mean, when you think about guys, you have a Mayan Williams, a Trey Henderson and an Evan Pryor in your backfield. That's a very hard, if you get, if you get an, you could win all your games with them excelling and the passing game, just picking up a first down here and there. Yeah. That's like, that's a dominant. If you have the offensive line that can block for that, that is a dominant, that is a running game that, I mean, that's, that's a team that could easily rush for 300 yards a game. Right. And you know, and you easily know, yes and you're fine and you, and that's not gonna be the focal point of this offense. so you get them if you get your offensive line like just ready to rip somebody's head off and they're doing their running black and maybe they're even more pissed off and they want to rip more people's heads off because they don't get to do it as much because you know we're going to throw the ball more than probably we're going to run the ball but like i i think that meanness in the middle and be able to get up to your blocks i'm really really looking forward to that because that is the difference between being a playoff contending offense that I think ours is and being that in my opinion, and I know there's going to be biases and the ESPNs of the world that that team, that if that offense is running on all cylinders and they have a good defense behind them, that is your favorite to win the national championship. That is, that is your national championship, possibly best def or best offense to ever play the game of college football. And I, I know that there's a lot of bias in that statement and it's hyperbolic. I get, think about I get that, but think, think about, about think about what they have all over the place on that offense. If they are running on all cylinders, you know that, yeah, I, I think they, it's something that could be, it could be Ryan day's best offense. And that's a crazy thing to say out loud, you know, but yeah, it could very easily be. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely there with you on the offense line, but I want to see that middle. I want to see, because that's, I think, you know, we've heard a lot about, you know, some of the ends getting around Paris and Dewan this year. I think Paris and Dewan will be fine come season. I just, you know, Paris is, you know, Dewan's getting used to, uh, you know, being a little thinner and Paris has been playing guard for now for how long. And hey, it's, it's a good thing to go against those guys too. Cause yeah. And you're, you're not, you're going to, until you get to the playoffs, you're not going to play a better set of defensive you know, ends. Iron so. sharpens iron. That's what they always say. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing to go against those guys. If they get beat, you know, it, it sucks, but you're going to win some matchups too, but you're going to learn from that. And that way, when you get later on down the road, when you're playing, you know, maybe not even as good, just comparable defensive ends, you're going to win those matchups. Yeah, exactly. Um, so definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um, defensive. Okay. So, I mean, anything else? And like I said, I don't, I don't know how much of Stroud we're going to see. I don't know how much of JSN we're going to see. I want to see a lot of Mayan and J and Trey. I mean, you know, I, I want to see how they look. And, I, I want to see how Evan Pryor looks. If I want to see bulked up. those, th those three for sure. I want to see a lot of, if they get, you know, if Hayden gets some good play in time, that's fine and stuff like that. Well, I don't I think, I don't know if he's, he's not in, right? He, he's not in yet. Yeah. Oh, that's basically your three. They might have some walk-ons and stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Know. Yeah, they got. I mean, they got other people there, but yeah, it's gonna be those yeah. three. Yeah. Um. So uh, I want to see Cade Stover knock some people's teeth out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely like to see what Cade looks like. I mean, I, I hope know. we got a good team dentist after making yeah. that statement. But I want to. Oh, 
want to see how, uh, how he looks like, well, I, I mean, I am looking forward to seeing the other receivers. I, I want to see how, you know, Abuka looked really good last year's spring game. And, you know, we don't, we don't really see him again until uh, the Rose bowl and he looks good. Well, so. but we, I mean, he was a returner though. We did. Yeah. We did see him. He was just in a different capacity, but yeah, you're right. I mean, and he looked good in the Rose bowl. He looked good in garbage time against Akron too. Um, I personally, I think he possibly, I don't, I don't know if we're going to do predictions or not of that stuff. I think he's going to be a back to back, uh, spring game MVP. <laughs> That's my guess, yeah. but it could, be, I, yeah, I, I think maybe it could be Jaden Ballard. You know, I'm interested to see if, uh, you know, especially all the stuff we've heard about Harrison jr. You know, looking, seeing what he looks like. I'm interested to see what Fleming looks like because, you know, you know, there's, I mean, I've kind of listed him as, you know, I mean, and we have not heard anything that he's a possible transfer kid, but he's kind of that guy that I've put out there that I've said that he's the one guy on the receiving core that I maybe see transferring just because, you know, if he gets stuck behind some depth there well, you know, and, and it is year three and I wouldn't necessarily blame him if he decided that it was time to move on. Um, but I want to see how he does. I want to mm-hmm. see him perform and, like there's still something in my brain that says, how the hell does a kid that plays in a wing T offense become the number one receiver in the country? Like, so <laughs> there has to be something there. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all that stuff. Um, defensively, you know, there's, here's where we got, to I think, and I'll be the first to go on this one. The one thing I just want to see is, I just want to see these guys at the ball when they're supposed to be at the ball. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to pick the ball off. I want to see people go down though. The minute that somebody catches it or, you know, maybe you just be there when the ball gets there. So maybe, maybe you don't let them catch it or maybe you pick it off. Maybe they catch it and you tackle them right in spots. And, you know, so because I, I think with this type, with this team, this defense is that once he gets them really rolling, I think there's going to be so much disruption everywhere. And that quarterback's going to have to think for another second is I think the, the way he likes his teams being coached is it's about getting off the, the most important things, getting off the field on third down yep. and, you know, not ha- get as many three and outs as possible. Maybe you go through two series, but he wants, he wants the ball being punted back to the offense when you're still on your other, on your side of the field. And, uh, you know, that's how he wants the coach and he wants to do everything. All the trying to disrupt everything is about that first. And then everything follows. So like, I just want to see these guys, are they at the ball when the ball arrives to the receivers or are they gang tackling the running backs, whatever. I want to see them to the ball as fast as possible and, you know, minimizing yards. Yeah. I mean, the, just the whole fundamentals of the defense last year were so bad that I mean, it's just like, it's a little bit of everything, you know, you want to make sure like, I want to see the safeties know where to rotate at that when the ball, you know, that, that someone's just not wide freaking open that the guy that's supposed to be covering him is covering him. I want to see that our guys in the middle of field linebackers, safeties, cornerbacks, whatever they're doing that, even if they're in a zone that they're not just covering a patch of grass that if a guy, you know, there is some sort of um, challenge for a guy to still catch a ball over the middle. Cause there's yeah. way too much of that last year. That is like, we'd have them in a, we'd have a good position on third down. And it was like, better get to the quarterback. Cause you know, a tight end is going to be wide open, you know, eight yards down the field. Cause 
that it happened every single game that they just constantly were just covering grass and just letting them pick them apart down the field. Yeah. And you know, Knowles's defenses, uh, you know, they are set up. They, yeah, they primarily run the zone, but they run a lot of, especially for the outside corners. They run a lot of man concepts within that zone yeah. where, you know, so you're going to have your corner. So it's, it's the responsibilities of the safeties and the linebackers who are dropping back into the zone coverages to make sure that, you know, they're on the person that are supposed to be coming into their zones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they're ready to hit somebody, even if it's out of their zone, because, you know, you got to get to those persons because there might be a time where, you know, your outside corner is not there because his coverage dictates that. And that specific situation dictates that he covers a man or, you know, or if you're one of the guys that the outside corner is going to push off to, and it's your responsibility to cover a man, because that dictates it. You got to know how to switch into that. And that, so, and that's what a lot of this defense is based on is that, you know, there's situations where certain receivers, depending on, you know, there's times when it's, if they're, you know, anything underneath covered man, things over cover man, follow man on certain receivers, wherever they go. I mean, so you got to understand what's coverage concepts you're into. Yeah. Man. And, you know, we already talked about Mecca Buka, like how good he did last year. And I was like, oh, wow, man, these guys are just like, that's how good our receivers are. No one's even around him. You know, every play he's catching the ball. And maybe that's just how bad the defense was. I don't know. I mean, that's. But I, I don't know. I mean, JSN, it kind of seemed like, you know, he, he kind of had that going for him every game that no one was ever around him for yeah. anything short yardage. So you they, know how good our receivers are. Oh, they sure. Can, but you got to get behind people from out routing people. So, you know, I, I just want to see a defense that is competent. Our receivers are going to get plays against this defense on Saturday. I want just to see times when, you know, they're just in the right spots and, mm-hmm. you know, and I get it. Sometimes that's hard against our receivers. I mean, they make a lot of teams look foolish because they're such a good route running team, <laughs> like, right. you know, and that's like the bread and butter of Hart Lions receivers is that, you know, he, he teaches them how to run crisp, very crisp routes and that's how they get open. And the flip side of what I said earlier, I want to see the defensive ends. I want to see them beat first team tackles because yeah. I haven't seen that for two years. Yeah. And kind of going off what I said, I would love to see, you know, one of the biggest problems we had last year is that uh, our, our defensive tackles made it too easy in certain games to, you know, the Michigan one really points out. So does Oregon, uh, you know, let those guards and center get Get up up to to the the linebackers. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, what I want to see on the offensive line, I do kind of want to see on the defense now and like slow them down. Right. So like that your linebackers can make some plays and, you know, I think this could be a real year where our linebackers really start showing up the kind of where Ohio state linebackers, is. we're getting a lot of great reports about these guys. And, you know, I loved what I saw out of Tommy, uh, you know, last year, you know, I still omitted this. So I'm not, it's like, I'm not cutting on steel, but he said it. So I'm going to say it. I wish he went to linebacker a lot sooner than he ended up doing it. So, uh, you know, you're hearing good things about uh, chip who's, you know, he came in this year, uh, you know, I, I want to see if Mitchell's ready to, you know, if he's, you know, if he's ready to start making plays and stuff like that. And, you know, I think Taraj, I just wish he would have got more playing time last year because I think he could make, I'm still banking on him making a big step this year, but it's going to be harder for him to get on the field. And I wish he would have had more game reps last year because I do, I, think I do those, think he could uh, be a difference maker. 
out of those two positions though, I think, I think they're going to go four deep on it. I think they're going to have their primary two that they want, but I think you're going to see a lot of the other two and you know, you're going to see times where they're in four threes and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm not talking about, they're going to be rotating six guys like they were trying to do last year. I think they're going to have a primary four though. And that, you know, because there might be different situations where that, you know, that nickel defense is slightly different than in other situations with that nickel mm-hmm. defense. Cause there's going to be times that it makes more sense to have Tommy in there. And it's going to be at times that going to be make more sense to have somebody else in there. Right. And, yeah, no, so. that's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, Wisconsin, they're coming into Columbus this year. They got a big old thumper at running back. So there's going to be plenty of uh, need for Taraja Mitchell and Tommy Eichenberg to be going yeah. downhill at that guy. Yeah. So you can very easily see that. So I definitely want to see, I, I and that's kind of another thing I know, you know, you're not going to really, you know, day said today, you know, Proctor might go a little, not get hit necessarily, but just kind of, you know, just wrap guys and uh, maybe play a couple downs. I'm not expecting it. And no point. And there's really no point in possibly getting Proctor injured. Again. No. And you know I, what the guy, he just needs to, he got, he has to get the mental reps down. He's got to know where he's supposed to be on the coverages because I know he can hit like I, I have no no worries whatsoever of uh, Proctor taking someone to the ground. So I'm interested to see where some of the other rotations are. are we all what are we going to see at corners? You know, what's McAllister? I mean, we're I've been hearing a lot of good things about him at safety right now. You know, Hickman. I mean, it sounds like, you know, obviously Ronnie had a lot of flashes last year that he could be just a legit star. I think he's going to do wonders in this defense. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm looking forward to seeing him, uh, you know, I'm looking to see to see where some of these rotations are. I, I think court's going to probably playing or I think, I he's, think he's, I think court's out for the game. Is he out? Okay. So it'll be interesting. I mean, days talked a lot about Stokes. I mean, I'm now uh, looking forward to uh, <laughs> true freshman, man, but if he's ready to play, I'm ready for it. And the one, and the thing we're going to finish up on, I hope it's just a nice, exciting thing. The fans get out there, get your cheering on. I want to see a good thing because we got some big time kids coming in for this game. And I want to, you know, I know he's a 24 kid, but this, uh, how do you pronounce his uh, name again? Is- oh, I don't. It's uh, the, the kid from the quarterback from Arizona. Yeah. Dylan Rivola. Or yeah, I don't, I don't know how to say yeah, it. So that's going to be my but- best guess. You know, when you look at the composite, his number three quarterback in the country, he's the first, he's top quarterback in the 247, you know, outright ranking. So uh, I'm just really looking forward to, you know, he's a lot of crystal balls are starting to come in that uh, he's going to commit possibly this weekend. Uh, You get your quarterback that early in the class. And I know quarterbacks go a lot earlier, you know, nowadays than what they used to back in the day. Um, But, you know, yeah, it's a full year till he's even coming close to coming there. But, uh, if they can get somebody like that on, on the board and, uh, to where he could start recruiting. And, uh, so let's, uh, let's give him a good, uh, you know, home welcome, you know, Columbus and hopefully sees a, just sees how exciting it can be there for spring football. His dad was a center for the Nebraska Huskers. So he's a Nebraska legacy. So let's just uh, let's show him what the shoe can be like for spring football. And then, you know, then you'll get to see, hopefully we get him out for uh, a big one come this, uh, this, uh, some of the big home games. I know, I think it would have to be, 
he doesn't get to be a uh, what is it? It's not. It wouldn't be a uh, a full visit or whatever they official visit. It would have to be unofficial because he's a junior. But yeah, nothing they let juniors have officials. Um, but uh, hopefully he could get out then possibly for a Buckeye once because we have some big home games this year. So oh, I would love to see him get out to Columbus this uh, upcoming season. But would love to see that kid. Yeah. Say, uh, and But there's another big quarterback, uh, the Jaden Davis. He's supposed to be coming in this week, too. I don't know. If, um, He's actually I think he was ranked the number one quarterback in the country still. So but it sounds like, you know, he he might be trending somewhere else because he fits other offenses a little bit more than Ohio State, which he kind of reminds me of. um what's the name Bryce Young so you know he, he'll he probably end up on Saban's radar and he'll end up at Alabama but and I'm happy I mean this kid looks like a stud this D- Dylan Rayola out of Arizona so yeah. if he ends up a Buckeye I'll be glad you know glad for that and it just sounds like a ton of 24 kids are going to be there at this spring yeah. game so if he's you know commit and start recruiting kid yeah and uh Remember, you'll also be thrown to the 23 kids. So if you commit, uh, you get on that Twitter horn and you start, you, you start uh, talking to Tate and Ennis. Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate. I'll be throwing the ball to you guys at one point. So, you know, come to go on this. Come to Buckeyes. I don't blame them. All right. I think we'll be good with that one. Uh, uh, sign on out of here. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for stopping in tonight to the Buckeye Bar. I am John. I'm Mike. OH. I hope.